right, we're live. How about that? <laughs> How about that? Bryce freaking Miller, let's go. What a de debut for the Mariners' top overall pitching prospect. We don't need to mention it's the A's, okay? It's a big league club. It doesn't matter. Uh, it is in a minor league stadium. There's probably like, a, you know, a handful of thousands of fans there, maybe. But uh, he got his feet wet. That's all that matters. He really dominated the zone with all of his pitches, locating that four-seam fastball up in the zone, down in the zone. Um, as I mentioned, you know, during the interview, he says that his preferred method for the strikeout is via the fastball, the challenge fastball. Eight of his 10 strikeouts today were off of the fastball. He was up to 97. Um, he threw some sliders, some gyro sliders, which were registered as a cutter around 86 miles an hour. That change up, um, he got one guy looking down the middle, froze him. It had like 20 inches of break on that change up. Um, but yeah, I mean, he looked comf comfortable all night. And Scott Service post game said that Bryce Miller, after his pregame warm up, was walking around the dugout with his glove on his head and chatting with teammates after his, after his warm up in the bullpen. The guy, you know, his chemistry or his um, how he's built, he's calm, cool, and collected. He's not one of the guys that are super wired, zoned in, like, you know, Logan Gilbert finds his alter ego, Walter. Bryce Miller is, you know, he just lets it happen, and it, he shows that on the mound. And uh, I guess you'd call it a K-strut, um, but he's got a cool little K-strut. He does a little twirl up there. It's funny. Um but yeah, I mean, in the minor leagues, he was regarded as having one of the fast, one of the best fastballs in the minor leagues. Um, as I mentioned tonight, he was up to 97. It sounds like there's a couple reasons why his fastball is, you can call it elite. Uh, one is the velocity, but then two is the spin rate. So it makes it look like it's coming in even faster than it is. Um, as I mentioned, he located up and down with the fastball, kept hitters off balance all night. Um, he, he set a franchise record for a debut with 10 strikeouts um, on the night. He had no walks, two hits, one run given up, over six innings, pit, innings pitched. Um, he had 81 pitches total. 57 of those were for strikes. 11 out of the 20, or he was 11 for 20 on first pitch strikes. And uh, yeah, he was filling up the zone. He was also able to go out of the zone with the slider and the changeup when needed to, you know, keep the hitters guessing basically. And then, uh, Alex Mayer tweeted, tweeted, uh, Bryce Miller is the third pitcher in MLB history with 10 plus strikeouts and no walks in his debut, joining Johnny Cueto in 2008 on the Reds. And then Steven Strasburg in 2010 with the nationals. And yeah, Justin Simmons says, Bryce seems like a super cool dude overall. And yeah, he really does. Um, he seems like a clubhouse guy for sure. And guys, feel free to leave your comments, questions. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, share, and uh, let's kind of interact here. Another stat that MLB Pipeline posted was that uh, he's the seventh pitcher second, since 1961 to log at least five perfect innings in his, in his first start. So let's get into his stats here. So it was the battle of the middle, the Millers tonight. Mason Miller versus Bryce Miller. Mason Miller is a solid pitcher. Um, he he's a rookie this year for the A's. He's up to 100 miles an hour on his fastball. He's got a dirty dirty breaking pitches. He uh, he no hit the Mariners through seven innings. So that was that was kind of brutal. But battle of the Millers. Um, let's see here. Yeah, as I mentioned, Bryce Miller his slider was nasty. He had a K with the changeup right down the middle. 20 inches to break on the changeup.
but yeah, AJ Pollock came in clutch tonight. Thank the Lord. Um, it, it looked like another one of those nights to where the Mariners just couldn't get their bats going. They lost too many close games this year. A lot of games that they had won last year by one run, three runs or less. And uh, tonight they were able to pull it off. Thanks to AJ Pollock with a clutch home run in the eighth inning. Um, the Mariners were getting no hit up to that point. And Pollock coming into tonight was batting one, um, 118. Yeah, 118 on the, on the year with like a 160 on base percentage. So he was a day, day away from getting DFA'd, and then he came, came in clutch with that home run there. And then Kelnick, uh, Kelnick is so clutch this year. Um, he hit a game-winning RBI double, and it's his fourth game-winning RBI on the season so far. Um, let's see here. But yeah, hopefully the M's can get their bats going. We got Taylor Tramiel that just came up. I made a video on Taylor Tramiel the other day. Hopefully, you know, if he's playing DH left field, if he stays hot, he hit a grand slam in his first at-bat of the year. Justin Simmons also says, is Bryce here to stay? Bryce is for sure here to stay. Um, I mean, you look at Logan Gilbert a couple years ago. You look at George Kirby last year. Bryce Miller is that, you know, version of the rookie pitchers coming up. So yes, they'll have to manage his innings, but um, he's he's locked down that spot on the rotation. And this was a guy that you know I had expected, and a lot of people had expected to take over the spot in the rotation at some point. We thought it would be Marcos at some point, but with the Robbie Ray injury, this kind of sped up his timeline and opened up a spot for him to to fill. And I mean, he shows his stuff tonight with what he's got. Backing up, so. First, Easton McGee comes out of nowhere from AAA in Toronto, goes six and two thirds no hit ball for his first career start, and then a couple days later, you know Bryce Miller, another rookie, um, or making his first MLB start, goes six innings, five point one, five and a third, perfect innings. He didn't allow a batter through through five and a third. He struck out five in a row once he got his first strikeout, um, and his first strikeout, second batter of the game. So second batter of the game, he strikes the guy out on, you guessed it, a fastball. And then he proceeds to strike out the next five guys in a row. Uh, the first seven strikeouts were on his preferred method of strikeout, which was the challenge fastball. His eighth strikeout was on the gyro slider, which was picked up as a cutter at around 86 miles an hour. Um, his ninth batter, or his ninth strikeout, was on an 87 mile an hour changeup that broke 20 inches in total. And as I mentioned, that changeup was right down the middle, but the guy completely froze. He didn't know what to do. So that's that's really promising. He doesn't just have you know the fastball slider. He doesn't just have two pitches. He also has that third pitch he can go to the changeup. And they don't. I mean, he technically technically has four pitches: the four seam fastball, the gyro, which is a cutter, um, essentially, and then the the sweeping slider, and then also that changeup there. So, yeah, Tony Kemp got a single in the sixth inning, wild pitch um, on the gyro, moved him to second base. Um, next guy flies out, and then the batter doubled down the line to score Tony Kemp. Um, and then Bryce Miller's final, final strikeout of the night, his 10th of the night, was on the, the fastball as well. Does he take Flexen's spot? Yeah, so Flexen has already moved back to the bullpen, and so this is Bryce Miller's spot in the rotation. Um and I mean, you know, even if he, if he got banged up this weekend against the Astros, he's he's going to stick in the, in the rotation. 
these guys are the future of, you know, the, the rotation. Um, you got Luis Castillo at the top. Hopefully Robbie Ray can get healthy next year. Um, you got Logan, Logan Gilbert, George Kirby. Then you got Bryce Miller. You got Emerson Hancock. who's also knocking on the door. You know, if Marco Gonzalez, um, he blew up in Toronto. He, he's been a solid pitcher so far this year. If anything changes, then you got Emerson Hancock that can come up right away. You got Brian Wu down there, but Brian Wu with the amount of innings that he's pitched in the years prior, he's most likely going to be a bullpen guy this year so that he, he can have his innings limited more so. But yeah, he definitely, Bryce Miller has taken flex in spot. Yeah, Cade Marlowe. So I talked about Cade Marlowe the other day also, and uh, he injured, I believe it was in a in oblique in uh, spring training, but he's another one of the, the top guys. He's batting like 350 right now in AAA with, I think, three double or three triples and five doubles in like 10 games. So if there's another guy that's going to get the call, it's going to be Cade Marlowe, I think. And as I mentioned, you know, AJ Pollock, he's been struggling. The DFA Tommy Lastello today, which we all saw, saw coming. Um, you got, uh, yeah, Wong's been struggling, but I mean, they're not going to DFA him or anything like that. But yeah, if, if a roster spot opens, then I think Cade Marlowe is going to be the next guy to come up and produce. So Jack M <laughs> says that he was at the game. I think I think he means Bryce. Bryce's family got into a fight with a with a drunk A's fan who was yelling Miller sucks nonstop. Awesome seeing the kid kill it in his first game. Well, the funny thing is, jokes on them because there was two Millers pitching. I mean, you could have taken that either way, I guess. But yeah, TJ Singh says both Millers were doing work today. That's for sure. As I mentioned, Mason Miller, he's he's a, a solid prospect. Also, he's up to 100 miles an hour. Dirty breaking stuff. He took the um, the Mariners no hit through seven innings, which you don't like to be on that side of it. And you know you're frustrated with the Mariners bats with how they've been so far this year. And it looks like you know just another slump by the Mariners bats, but it's also due to Mason Miller being solid. So that's right, Jeremy. And then just a reminder, Bryce Miller didn't start pitching until his senior year in high school. Just think about that for a second. What were you, I mean, now he's an MLB, you know, rotation guy, and he's he's up to 100 miles an hour. Didn't throw, didn't start pitching until his senior year in high school, and then he was a reliever until his junior year of college. So he went to Texas A&M and was a reliever uh, mainly. He he was getting holds and uh, like some middle inning stuff. He wasn't the the closer necessarily, but a reliever until his junior year, and then he started. Um, as a starting pitcher. One thing to note, um, if you guys don't listen to the Mike Salk show, you should check out Seattle Sports 710, the Mike Salk show on Seattle Sports 710. Um, I, I listen on Spotify, but every Tuesday they have Jeff uh, Passan with ESPN come on and talk about you know how the Mariners are doing. Jeff Passan's a, a big reporter a, a lot in baseball. And when asked on a comparison for Bryce Miller, he said that he would compare Bryce Miller to um, Spencer Strider. So he compared, yeah, Bryce Miller to Spencer Strider with the plus fastball that can reach 100 miles an hour, and then also that slider combo. And in case you didn't, you know, know Spencer Strider is pretty good. Um, he he could have won Rookie of the Year last year in the National League, but his teammate teammate Michael Harris II won that over him. 
but Spencer Strider is a dude. Bryce Miller has the potential to be a dude. Is it too early to be concerned about this offense? I mean, so I am just naturally an optimist. So I'm of the mindset that just let things roll. I mean, you look at the roster on paper, you looked at it coming into this year. Were you excited? Were you happy? I mean, of course they could have gotten one or two more bats to fill it out, you know, really have a solid actual DH there. Um, they just had a different plan with rotating guys through that DH spot to give them a day off in the field. And I mean, you look at Colton Wong, he's heavily underperforming. He's going to be okay. Um, I mean, of course, everyone has nightmares of, you know, Jesse Winker from last year. He was an all-star with the Reds, comes over and just can't do anything in Seattle. Um, he, he had injuries, but um, I think Colton Wong will be fine. Hopefully he can play the solid defense that we know we can. He won back-to-back gold gloves with the Cardinals a few years ago, and his bat will be fine. And so to answer this, answer this question, I mean, the fact that Kelnick is performing like he is should be super exciting for everybody. Um, the fact that, you know, today he was slotted to go Julio Kelnick, um, France. I think that's the ideal top three. It's very concerning that Julio Rodriguez continues to have lower back tightness as a 22 year old. Um, so that's concerning more so concerning than, you know, the rest of the offense, in my opinion. Yeah. TJ Singh says, we have the lowest average and most strikeouts in the league. We were five outs from being no hit. Yeah, that's correct. Um, this team is built around walks and home runs basically and strikeouts. You know, how many strikeout prone guys are there on the team? Teoscar Hernandez, Eugenio Suarez has led the league in strikeouts multiple years in his career. So, I mean, this is a team that strike out, strikes out, but that's why you got to have the guys, you know, like Julio Kelnick, France that have the bat to ball skills and kind of position them throughout the lineup. Yeah, Ty is slumping. Teo could be better. I think Teo had eight straight strikeouts in Toronto before he hit that home run the other day. Bench definitely could do, could do better. So getting back on Bryce Miller real quick, um, the real test for Bryce Miller will come on Sunday when uh, the Houston Astros come to town. Um, in case you didn't know, the City Connect release was last Friday. The Mariners will be wearing the City Connects on the field or in-game for the first time this coming Friday in Seattle against the Astros. And, um, so currently it's lined up to go Luis Castillo on Friday, Marco Gonzalez on Saturday, Bryce Miller on Sunday against the Astros. And, uh, during my interview, when I asked him, when I asked Bryce who he wants to face the most or who he's most excited to face, he said that since he's from South Texas, Houston is the closest city to him. And he grew up watching the Astros and the recent Astros team with, you know, Bregman, Altuve and all of them. And so he said that um, the Astros were going to be the most, or he's most excited to face the Astros. So that'll be a great matchup and a real test uh, for Bryce, especially being in Seattle, you know, with 30, 40,000 people in the crowd, it's going to be sold out this weekend for sure. Um, you'd think that the adrenaline adrenaline will be pumping. He'll be, he'll be uh, dicing up the Astros for sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if Altuve is still there. Or if he's injured or not, I'm not sure. Yeah, what do you guys think about Bryce Miller? What do you guys think about, I mean, do you want to vent about the the Mariners' offense? Because they're going to come around. and 
they just, I mean, on paper, they're too good to not, you know, bounce back from this start right now. Oh yeah, Altuve got hit in the World Baseball Classic. Let me look that up. Favorite Mariners prospect right now? Well, since Bryce Miller is up, um, I guess I'll have to pick a new one because, yeah, Bryce Miller for sure. You know, I, I've been super hyped on Emerson Hancock for years. I mean, since he was drafted. Um, I really hope that he could just stay healthy. You, If you saw the Futures game last year, he looked solid. He struck out all three guys that he faced in the Futures game. He has a 97-mile-an-hour two-seam fastball, solid breaking stuff. Um, he's been a little dicey with command and then those injuries the past couple of years, but he's been healthy so far this year. And then Brian Wu has kind of come out of nowhere for me. Um, I, you know, I saw his name a lot with people talking about him, but I wasn't, um, I didn't know too much about him until this year and seeing his stuff and his numbers, he looks solid. It's just a matter of getting the innings under his belt so that he can pitch in a full year. And I really like how, you know, two, as I mentioned, two years ago, Logan Gilbert came up, you know, this low played him a little bit. And then next year he's full go pretty much. Um, George Kirby came up, they, you know, kind of slow played him into it. And he, George Kirby came up around the same time as well, I, I believe. And and then now this year, Bryce Miller is the version of the Logan Gilbert or the George Kirby from the years prior to where they did a great job building this farm system. And it's really starting to show with the, the depth and pitching specifically. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of, a lot to be excited about. Cade Marlowe's kind of coming out of nowhere. And I think he'll be a guy that will contribute this year at some point. Let's see if Altuve is back. So Altuve went underwent thumb surgery on March 22nd. It's May now. So, okay, it says that best Altuve could rejoin the club by late May or early June. So it sounds like Altuve is not in the lineup still, which is good news for us. Um, but... Yeah, and then Jeremy says, this is kind of how the Mariners started out last year before the big boost, before the All-Star break. Only difference this year is we have serious in-season injuries. Yeah, speaking to uh, last year, not a single starting pitcher in the Mariners rotation last year missed a single start all year. And that's just, that never happens. So we were extremely fortunate last year with the health, especially with the starting pitching. And really down the line, Aside from, you know, Haniger with his natural injury stuff. Um, but starting rotation was completely healthy last year. That wasn't going to continue. Unfortunately, Robbie Ray, it's going to be the entire season. And, I mean, he looked like his former Cy Young self, you know, coming into spring training. So hopefully it's limited to Robbie Ray and not, no one else. And maybe it might help if we get into a, a little brawl with the team. Maybe, I mean, the Astros might be a good choice for that this weekend uh, let's see here any other comments questions i'll say also uh jose caballero has been a um nice surprise you know filling in for colton wong he's put together some good at bats he had a double tonight um he looks like he could be a, a contributor and uh dylan moore you know he has that injury with his core and it sounds like that's you know worse than expected so he's getting reevaluated by his doctors and we'll see if Dylan Moore is able to come back healthy. Any update on Munoz? <clears throat> yeah, so he's down in Arizona, it sounds like. He's starting a throwing program. And the thing with Munoz is that with when he throws, he's basically always max effort for the most part. Like his his 80% is 98 miles an hour still. 
And so, I mean, if he's throwing a baseball, he's going to be chucking it, you know, pretty much as, as hard as he can. So they need to make sure that his shoulder is completely healthy and they're kind of slow playing that right now because he'd rather have Munoz for the stretch rather than right now. Paul Seawald has, I don't know how many close, uh, saves so far, far this year. He's looked solid so far. Matt Brash has some crazy stats. Let me look up Matt Brash. He has like the highest strikeout per nine in the in the league right now. Matt Brash has been the best relief pitcher in the American League by by Fangraphs wins above replacement at 0.7 wins above replacement so far. Recording the highest strikeouts per nine, 18 strikeouts per nine in the majors with a minimum of 10 innings pitched. And let me see what it what his uh ERA is at. Because his ERA was at like six something, even though he had the highest strikeouts per nine in the start of any Mariner season. Okay, so now he's at a 4.85 ERA, a 1.46 whip. Yeah, I mean, Rash will be fine. He had some bumps. He got hit a bit. I mean, yeah, TJ says uh, he's fun to watch, but he's not really that good right now. Control all over the place. I mean, that's just kind of his repertoire, and that's why... I mean, he wants to be a starter long-term. I don't think that he would ever be a starter for the Mariners. Um, I mean, they had a conversation this year about it, but because he wanted to play for Team Canada, they decided to keep him as a reliever, moving into spring training so that they didn't flip him back and forth. But, I mean, just with his arsenal, with that slider, it's I mean, it's hard to command a slider that breaks like three feet. And, I mean, he, he gasses it up to 99, and he... He can pinpoint his fastball for the most part, but trying to control his breaking pitches are hard. And as a starter, you know, you saw it when he first came up, players were just sitting on the slider and or sitting on the fastball and he letting him walk guys. And yeah, Broa is still there. Yeah, for sure. Broa is still there for a bullpen call up. Worried about his command though. I have the exact same... I have the same thoughts on that. I mean, he looked dirty in spring training. But, I mean, even as of right now. So, Baroa, so far this year, it's only four games. It's a small sample size, but he's walking seven guys per nine. His strikeouts are at 13.8 per nine. But you can't have a guy, you know, seven, basically walking a guy almost every inning being on your big league club. You can be effectively wild as a bullpen guy, but not that much. Hi from Hanoi. Hanoi, Vietnam. Welcome, Kevin, from Hanoi, Vietnam. Um, service and DePoto are in the eighth year. How long should they stay with the Mariners? I mean, I don't want to see Jerry leave. That, that would kind of suck. Um, Justin Hollander, though, you know, he's the GM. Um, Jerry DePoto is the president of baseball operations now. So, I mean, it's, it's really both of them that are the, the brainchild of what's going on right now. Um, more so Jerry DePoto, he's just been there longer, but if you hear, I wish, uh, Justin Hollander was more, you know, public facing with more interviews, that type of thing, because he's all, it's also really interesting to hear his mindset with things. And, um, I think them as a combo DePoto and Hollander are amazing. You know, they extended Julio. They built the farm system to where it is now. Extended Castillo, but it sounds like Castillo just wanted to be here from after 
seeing Seattle and the vibes here. I mean, I don't know how long they should stay with the Mariners, but a couple World Series titles would be a good start, and then they can, you know, move on if they want to. But um, I'm a fan of the, both of them. I mean, sure, Scott's calls at time are a bit dicey. Um, but, I mean, one thing, it's like, you know, we don't have a set closer, which when you – if you're trying to, you know, get stats for fantasy baseball, then you want a closer because you're going to consistently get the saves. But if you're running an actual team like Scott is, you know, he pitches Munoz against the best – players in the opposing team's lineup so he pitches his best pitcher against the best hitters on the other team which makes total sense but whether that's in the seventh or eighth inning or the ninth inning you know he he goes power against power basically and um, it can stress people out sometimes or you know other moves that he does but i'm a fan overall in deboto we trust is right well yeah i'll, I'll go through uh bryce miller's stats one more time here you got it, Kevin. And uh, so, again, Bryce Miller on his debut for uh, his MLB debut for the Mariners. Um, he went uh, six innings. Let's see here. Ten strikeouts, a franchise record for a debut. Ten strikeouts, no walks, two hits, one runs over those six innings pitched. He went five and a third innings of perfect baseball. He didn't allow a sing single batter or batter on base. And uh, one other thing, he had 81 pitches total, 57 of those were strikes, 11 out of 20 for first pitch strikes. And people were stressed out about his ERA in in the minor leagues. I'm really excited to hear him talk about the adjustments that he was working on in AA because, yeah, I mean, he had a 6.41 ERA in AA over four starts. He got blown up once or twice um, while in AA. But he did have an 18 to 3 strikeout to walk ratio in double A, which was promising. But I'm curious what adjustments he was working on down there. It sounds like he might have been working on sequencing certain pitches together. And he wasn't really worried about not allowing runs. He was just allow, uh, focused on sequencing certain pitches together and dialing, dialing in some of those things. So, yeah, again, really exciting stuff here from Bryce Miller and his debut. For all of that, for all of you that are watching or that have watched or that have liked the video, I really appreciate your support. Um, and I, I haven't announced it yet, but I just got MLB media credentialed, which is pretty crazy. And uh, so I will be covering the Astros uh, games Saturday and Sunday as media in Seattle, which is pretty unreal. So um, when I started my channel 16 months ago, I did not imagine that I would be interviewing players. You know, I've gotten access to Bryce Miller, Taylor Dollard. I met some other people and it's, it's starting to go places, but for it to actually be happening, it's pretty unreal and it's really a dream come true. So I really appreciate, you know, everyone and your support. And, uh, I'm going to make a video about it sometime soon, but if you have a goal or if you have a dream or something that you want to do, start today. That's, that's my recommendation is just start, start today. You'll either do it one day or today is day one. So you just need to make today to be day one. Just do anything to move towards the direction that you want to be. And you, you never know where that'll be, you know, a year, 16 months, 18 months from now. So thank you all again. Uh, talk to you soon and go M's.